Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Why won't you date me? A podcast where Mina Colbire tries to figure out how I'm still single. <laughs> Even though you could uh, uh, steal all my weaves and leave me bald-headed. Uh, my guest today, oh boy, he's been on so many things. He's a stand-up. He's so funny. He's been on The Boys, which I consumed in a uh, very little time. Bless this mess. Uh, you're not a monster. Southside. Sherman Showcase. Ooh, you were Sherman Showcase. I never got around to watching it, and I really wanted to, and I liked all those commercials. And Insecure. Ooh, and High Maintenance. <laughs> it's Langston Kermit. Yeah. This is exciting. I should say to the people listening, I broke my ankle yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm on drugs. <laughs> my, my, my. Has Nicole been struggling with basic functions? Uh, <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah. I'm having a blast. Langston witnessed me try to X out of a program, and that's, like, easy. I was sharing my screen on the Zoom, and I just couldn't figure it out, and I just started to giggle. No. You know? Yeah, we all had to get involved in a way that uh, <laughs> that felt like uh, maybe this is going to be a permanent thing in your life, that now you're going to need like a helper. I mean, <laughs> maybe. I kind of already have helpers. My roommate, John, and his uh, and the nice man who lives with me, they've been truly helping me so much. They like mm-hmm. turned down my bed last night. Wow. Uh, they called 911. So <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> I Okay, so... I roller skate, I pole dance, I ride a motorcycle. I flew off a motorcycle last year. I've flown off a motorcycle twice and haven't broken anything. Wow. But I tripped on a big fluffy skirt and fell down the stairs, and that's what fucking took me out. I Jesus. cannot believe it. How fucking goofy. Wait, so was this a skirt you were wearing or just one you had in your hands? So I, it was in a garment bag because oh. I was taking pictures with my friend Nick and it was coming slowly out of the garment bag and I was running late. So I was like, you know, going down the stairs at a, at a rather fast pace, but sure. not super fast. I don't move that fast. I'm too big for that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was I was a, at a, a, a I would say a mid hustle. You had some enthusiasm about it. Yes. A little bounce to my step. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped on it and I looked down and I was like, oh, shit. I don't know how to get out of this. And then my like leg shot out and my body went down on my leg. Oh no. And 
the way I fell, I was like, my whole body is dead. I'm broken. I'm not here. <laughs> Sweet kiss of death. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then John said what he heard was like a, a thud and then going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that is a, a heartbreaking thing when you discover the sounds you make at your lowest. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm that silly that that that's what comes out of my Uh body on the worst day of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'm just like a full blown goofy ass cartoon. (laughs) He was like, you were making weird sounds. So he came in and was like, are you okay?" And I was like, I don't know. And then I looked at my leg and there was a bend in my ankle that doesn't normally happen. A big like a big bumpy bump. And then my foot was like facing me. Uh, and I was like, that don't look yeah. right. So then I started screaming. I was like, you have to call 911. <laughs> and then 911 came rather fast. Nice. And I'll tell you, they sent six to eight people. And they didn't need six to eight people. Mm-mm. They were just standing around looking at me. <laughs> and then, and I can't remember what I said, but they laughed. And then John goes, oh, she's funny. Just fair warning. And I was like, don't warn yeah, people that no. I'm funny. Just like, let me be the funniest person they pick right. up. <laughs> don't, don't step on my bits. I, I have a yeah. broken ankle. Let me have something. Yes. Um, and then they were like, have you ever had fentanyl? And I was like, no, I've never had fentanyl, mm-hmm. but I know what it is. Uh, and they were like, all right, we're going to give you some fentanyl. And I was like, sick. Knock me the fuck out. This is bad. <laughs> So then they're like looking for my veins and this man tried two times and went, I don't know where your vein is. And I was like, do you want to look at my other arm? He's like, eh, well, we'd have to move you. And I was like, please, anything, give me drugs. I don't feel good. And then I love that his response was, I don't think you got veins, baby girl. (laughs) Baby girl, you might be dead. (laughs) You're one of them people without veins. I'm so sorry that we can't give you the drugs you need. We don't know how to get to your bloodstream. Sorry about it. (laughs) And then they, so I have stairs at my house. My house is not ADA compliable, uh, which I have learned sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Mm. Uh, Because going up the stairs, I had to crawl up my stairs and then cried because I couldn't figure out how to get back up. (laughs) It's been, it's been a journey. So they were taking me down the stairs and he was like, hold yourself. Don't reach out because then we'll lose balance and we'll drop you. And then one of them went, we only drop people on Fridays. And everyone laughed, oh, no. and I said, "Oh, my dude, that wasn't funny. I hated that. <laughs> that was I don't like it." So then we're in the ambulance, and he's a very nice man. He did take me to the hospital. Very sweet, but he was a I I don't even know if he's a Republican, but he was definitely like a Trump supporter. Without mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. he was like, "Thank God we're wearing these masks, you know, because uh, you know, COVID's out there, and the new 10 p.m. curfew means no one's gonna get it." And I was like, "Okay, I'll give you that. The curfew is fucking stupid. It's not great. No, it doesn't make no sense. Like, is COVID more dangerous at nighttime? I, well, I, I think what they're trying to do is uh, is discourage people from partying and hanging out in uh, mm. in big social settings. But like, I don't know. I'm horny all day. I I'll Truly. figure out a way. You know what yes. I mean? If I'm going to go spit in someone's mouth, I will do it at 3 p.m., okay? Like, I'm going to find a way to do it. You can't stop me, Gavin. No. (laughs) Brunch. Brunch is a thing. Right. We could brunch and fucking do that shit. But then I was like, I mean, I'm glad you're wearing a mask. He's like, why? It doesn't do anything for you. And I was like, and you're the man saving my life? I was like, well, why do surgeons wear masks? And he's like, oh, to keep all their like germs and stuff to themselves so they're not breathing onto the patient. And I was like, that's what we're doing now. We're just keeping the COVID to ourselves. It just minimizes. And he went, oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, yeah, okay. I wish in that moment he just pulled the car over and like got into a deep think. You know what I mean? He's just like full existential thing where he's like, holy shit, maybe I've been wrong about a lot of things this whole time. Whole time. And this funny fat black lady who <laughs> fell down her stairs that she goes up and down every single day. This black lady wow. with her ankle twisted in the wrong direction <laughs> is really saying some stuff that I needed to hear. I really needed to hear that. And Damn then it, Travis, you're going back to school. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and then 
we were driving with with no siren and i said can i have the siren and he was like hey he, she wants the siren he was like okay and i was like were we just gonna like obey traffic laws and like <laughs> and just like get there when we got there but then i saw on this computer that i was a non-urgent emergency mm. and i was like my foot is on rock <laughs> sure yeah. I, this is for me this is very urgent but i'll tell you who was urgent it was a lady who was drunk and i was like how is she more urgent than me she can't feel pain well we could color throw her she? down the stairs oh i don't know Oh, see, I my I would venture to guess lighter than you, and that's Probably. the urgency. <laughs> <laughs> There's a drunk white lady. Drop everything. The hospital needs to tend to her. <laughs> We've got to save this liver. <laughs> <laughs> this liver may go on to scream in a supermarket. We need to save it. <laughs> oh man, oh, have you ever broken anything? No, I haven't. Uh, I recently thought. I had a hernia because I've been oh. like working out more than I was before and doing pull-ups and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought for sure I had a hernia, went to a doctor who was like, yeah, it might be a small hernia. I'm, your muscles seem a little like off here. You're going to have to see a specialist, which is uh, always the bullshit. It's so, it's like, why did I go to this doctor? Why did I go to, like, why did I go to the emergency room? Why isn't there an orthopedic person who does broken things and yeah, I can just well, go to you one gotta place. You got to have a specialist on, on staff at yes. this point. If I'm showing up, give me the specialist off top. But right? he, he sent me to a specialist who then like made me take my dick out and he searched <laughs> around and <laughs> no, asked me a wait, bunch of. Wait, what? I mean, that's part of the deal to check a hernia. It's, it's all related to oh. like your abdominal muscles. So they need oh. your pants off. And uh, he he spent a lot of time with my pants down. Like it was, it felt rude after a while, it, because it wasn't. You know, if my pants are down and you're checking something, if you're mm -hmm. like poking at something, okay, I respect you your work as an artist. But if you're just my pants are down and you're asking me about my business, what are we doing, sir? Let me pull my pants up. Yeah, I had my pants down at one point. Oh, boy. Mm, yeah. Should I share this story? Sure. So I had to pee when I was at the hospital. I can't walk. My foot's on wrong. And yep. I was like, I have to pee. And then the guy goes, huh, I don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> Both the bathrooms are pretty far and you have to get up. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you work here. You're right. I don't know. How do people pee if they can't get up? And then he was like, well, I'll go get a... a Tiffany, let's call her Tiffany. And I was like, yes, please go get Tiffany. And Tiffany comes over and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I have to pee. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, what <laughs> is this? Why do people keep like just being like, whoa, whoa. I love that they called baby bop to uh, <laughs> like <laughs> to solve this problem. Uh, what you got to do? You got to go boo boo? Okay, I help. So then she pulls out this thing. It's this like long thing that looks like a banana and it's attached to this suction thing. And she was like, so listen, this man, he made this for his wife who has cancer. You put it right on you and then you pee and then the suction takes it up. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I needed the backstory, but like, right. I'm really glad he did that for his wife. Is she like still living? Like what's going on? Like, oh, she's no. like, she oh, no. died. Yeah, she passed. She peed right into the thing and it sucked the soul out of her. Listen, <laughs> she died of a terrible, terrible illness, but she didn't have a drop of pee on her body. She, and she that's the dry. most important <laughs> So she hooks it up and then she's like, okay, go. And I don't hear any suction. I was like, now? And she's like, mm hmm. So I peed and then I was like, I'm just peeing on myself. And then wow. she goes, oopsies. And I was like, oopsies. <laughs> So then she was like, and I had pulled my pants down like pretty far because I didn't trust the thing. Yeah. So then she was like, gotta clean you up. And I was like, ew, did you like want to clean me up? Oh. What is happening? So then she like cleaned me up. And then she was like, all right, let's take these pants off. And I was like, I don't think we need to. And she's like, but aren't they all wet? And I was like, oh. no, I pulled them down really far. And she was like, oh, well, isn't that smart? And I wanted to be like, I left in the clothes I came in with. What were you going to send me home in if you yeah. took my underwear? Baby Bop was a sicko. She had some weird <laughs> fetish shit that she was trying to see through. She she tried to introduce a machine no yeah. one's heard of. <laughs> nah, you're a fucking weirdo, Baby Bop. Yeah, Baby Bop was like, I just want to clean up big black ladies and pretend that they're babies. <laughs> oh, 
are you all wet? Oh, no. <laughs> it was wild. Also, they had nothing to elevate my ankle except the pillow from my house that the EMTs took with them. Which high, What hospital <laughs> did you go to? This is not a good hospital that you're no, going to. the American health system is fundamentally broken. I was at the Glendale Hospital, Glendale Memorial, and mm. I couldn't believe it because I was like, is there anything else to elevate my leg? And he goes, yeah, let me go get some blankets. So he we went and got blankets. And I was like, there's no blocks. You don't have like a block of like, aren't people coming here all the time broken? You don't have nothing to you don't lift have shit an up. Apple box we can sit on. <laughs> just, uh... You don't have a quarter, a half. You don't have no, no apple boxes. <laughs> My God. Were you working out more? Was this before or after the boys? Because I feel like you were very buff in the boys. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. And mm-hmm. second of all, they uh, put stuffing in uh, a muscle suit to help with with the boys. They did hire a trainer for me. I want to be uh-huh. clear. They hired a trainer for me who did a very good job. I was buffer than I've been, but I mm-hmm. was not uh, buff enough mm-hmm. for their, their liking. So they <laughs> added a bunch of like muscle suit shit to me uh, just so I could sit on a couch and talk to a man through his problems. <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to be doing like awesome kick flips and, and arrows and all funny. sorts of shit. Nothing. Not that a thing. They had you work out to then do no stunts. Zero. Not a one. But I thought you were really good in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I practiced it. It was fun. It was good. <laughs> I loved it. Did you get to meet the man who played, ah, oh, shit. I watched it. Not that long ago to be forgetful. Oh shit! What is this? Uh, Homelander. Homelander. Did you meet Homelander? No, I have. I the, literally the only person I've met was Chase, wh- who plays the Deep, who's very sweet, lovely guy. Uh, very funny. All of my scenes were with him, so it was just that. And then they it, they shoot it in Toronto, so like mm. I they fly me out for a few days. I say my scene, uh, my lines, and then they send me home. They go goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> they're not like, hey, and why don't you come meet the cast? Come meet Take some Homelander. photos. I don't know why I asked. That was like such a fangirl thing to ask. And I've shot things. And like, I know that you only meet the people you're in scenes with. Or if someone's in a scene after you, you're maybe you'll meet them. But usually it's a different location and you're not going to meet them. Yeah. Did you meet Homelander? Um, Did you? um, Oh, boy. uh, Was he nice? uh, Was he he crazy the way he is on on the TV? (laughs) I do genuinely have those questions at all times for people. It doesn't, I've learned now not to ask them because I'm quote unquote a professional, but that doesn't mm-hmm. stop the urge. Like I still want to know, you know what I mean? I want to know if P Diddy mm-hmm. was nice to you. I got to know, but yeah. I, I, I can't ask because I, w- I guess that's bad taste. Whenever I like get to work with someone who's been on SNL after talking to them for a little bit, I go, so, uh, who was the worst person on this show? Uh, like, but like, I've learned that you can't just ask that off the gate. Cause that's like what everybody asks, but right. I'm like genuinely curious. So you just like talk for a little bit and you're like, Hey, uh, who was trash and who wasn't? Yeah. I, what I've learned Ugh. with SNL people is that if you talk to them long enough, you can get them there by just, uh, uh-huh. having a conversation about trash people. They'll be like, you know, who's really <laughs> trash. Like, ah, I got you. Got uh-huh. you, bitch. A little bit of drinking <laughs> and some time. You'll tell me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's easy. Langston, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You are not single. You are married. I'm married. Congratulations. You got Thank married you. last year? Yeah, almost exactly a year ago now. Oh, well, happy almost anniversary. Oh, we passed it. We're we're it's no longer a uh a celebratory thing. We're now in the miserable stage of oh. what marriage is. No, I'm joking. We're we're Well, fine. I mean, you are, <laughs> you know, married during a pandemic, seeing each other more than you've ever thought you'd see each other. That is true. Uh we we have we were lucky that we moved into a house right in the middle of this, and so now we're sort of like a office mates in that, like <laughs> you know, but like a big office where like I have a section of the house uh-huh. that I work out of, she has her section, and then we see each other at like seven o'clock at the end of the day, and that I think limits some of that uh that stress of like constantly looking over at a person that you didn't plan on seeing so constantly. <laughs> I agree. Like, 
I'm, you know, really lucky to have a house where, yeah, same. So, like, me and my roommates, we don't really see each other during the day. Mm -hmm. And then at night, we'll, like, come together. We'll, you know, argue about what to watch on TV and then watch it and then have a nice night. Yeah. And then it starts all (laughs) over again. (laughs) We got a real Groundhog's Day vibe going. But, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Not I don't think we're uh we're not miserable. We're not putting our toaster in the in the in the bathtub yet. You know what I mean? Like we're not trying to kill each other oh, or ourselves. Like so. a, <laughs> I was like, ew, why would you eat toast in the bathtub like that? No, no, no. But it was now a, I get it. Like electrocute yourself. Yes, yeah. kill yourself. I there get you it. I get it. <laughs> have you ever been on the apps or no? Wait, how long have you been with your wife? I've been with my wife for five years now. Uh we've been married one, but yeah, I was I did the apps before this. I was not uh hugely into them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like like okay. a super successful space for me. And I don't know why that is necessarily, but like I, it wasn't, I wouldn't shine in on the apps. I was more of hmm. like a, I'm a person to person, you know, door to door kind of man. So uh, that wasn't, you know, my thing, but I, I, I had a few app successes. <laughs> I think it's weird that you didn't thrive on the apps. Well, I I think I spend too much time making silly faces in photos mm. and not enough time being a, a serious person. And that doesn't go well for people who don't know you. They're like, all right, this is a goofball in a way that doesn't make me horny. <laughs> <laughs> this will sound rude, but you're like very pretty. So oh, thank I you. don't understand why you wouldn't have a good time on it. I feel like silly faces are not. They'd be like, ooh, this pretty man, I gotta get to him. <laughs> I gotta get let me see that pretty face ooh, in let person. Me see that pretty face. I love that you think the age range I picked was 80 and up. Just ooh, yeah, I can't wait to see ooh, that little legs. Look at this ooh. man. Oh, ooh, I pinch his cheeks. Oh, he is he gone. Gonna, he gonna carry in my groceries and, <laughs> and help me with my Metamucil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what does Metamucil do? I don't know. I just know old people like it. I think Metamucil moves poops. I think you stir it up in some water, Mm. you drink it, and it like flushes your body. Your body? Oh boy. Your Your body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I feel wild. Um, I've been on Bumble and I don't know how I feel. Okay, I'm going to read this message to you. I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. So this guy and I were talking and he was like, it's my birthday. And I was like, well, happy birthday. Are you doing stuff for it or no? And he was like, I ended up going to the Kern river with some friends. It was very chill, smoked weed, blah, blah, blah. Did you do anything this weekend? And then he was like, by the way, not to make it weird or anything, but I want to acknowledge that I fully know who you are. Definitely a fan of yours. Not the reason I swiped. Just want to get that out there. That felt like too, too much. And it felt like really doth thou protest too much. Oh, I see. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would take it that way. Now, keep in mind, I'm not as famous as you are. So I, you know, I would have been like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, cool. Follow me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. But I, I think what he was trying to do, whether it came off correctly to you or not, what he was trying to do was be like, I don't want to do that thing where I just pretend like I don't know who the fuck you are. And then it, we get into some weird space where somebody recognizes you and I have to go, oh, why do people recognize you? Whatever. And instead just be like, look, I know who the fuck you are. I think you're talented. Anyway, what that booty do? You know what I mean? Like, what, you know? Yeah. All right. You're still not sitting well with you. (laughs) No, because the way that I've enjoyed it in recent years is someone waiting till we're in person and being like, just so you know, I know you're a comic. Uh, and I go, oh, okay. Uh, it just, it feels like it's it was like on his mind and he and maybe he did swipe because he knew who I was. Oh, like he couldn't contain himself. Yes. I got you. I, I okay. I could see that. That because you guys weren't super deep into the texting. No. It was like the third thing he said to me was, I know who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's different, maybe. Especially if it's his birthday. He could have like really milked that and been yeah, like Yeah, right? Like you yeah. talk about your birthday, my dude. Yeah, just really vent on on that thing. And then uh twenty messages deep you go, mm-hmm. by the way, now that we've built this uh unbeatable rapport. <laughs> 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 now that you're in love with my intellect, 
I I should share with you. (laughs) I 20 messages deep. That's too much. Is that how long you were talking to people when you were on apps? 20 messages? Maybe that's why I was fucking up. Maybe I was going letting them go too long. What do you do? You got to meet up with people. I like maybe a back and forth of like two, three days before you asked me out. Oh, I didn't mean 20 different separate interactions. I meant... Oh. Uh, I meant oh, okay. 20 so, messages, yes. literally. Okay. I okay. love that you think that I was treating this like uh, <laughs> like the 40-year-old version. <laughs> like, I got a message with you for a month. I truly thought you were talking to people for like 20 days. I was like, that is so long. No. That's why they didn't like you. No, I don't want to talk to my wife for 20 days. I just, <laughs> I'm stuck now. I have to. Real quick, before we get into more of my questions, we have to take a break. Okay. And, oh, oh, we're back. So, (laughs) I feel fully insane. Langston, how did you meet your wife? Oh. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like 
is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. We met through a mutual friend who was living in Chicago. I went to gra- I went to undergrad with her. She went to she did Teach for America with my wife and I was back home visiting my family in Chicago and then hanging out with that friend. And she was just visiting that friend randomly that weekend. And uh, I bought uh, we were going to the club and I uh, my friend texted me and was like, we need alcohol. And I knew that Nikki was going to be there and I knew that she was cute. And so I was like, all right, what is Nikki like? And she was like, oh, Patron, which she knew would, my friend was being annoying because she knew it was like, I'm going to name something expensive that you're going to have to buy a lot of. And so I went and bought like the biggest Patron I could find and showed up with that. And that was like, hey, what's up? I got this for you. And then we kicked it and made out at the club. And that was that was most of it. And then I tricked her into uh, basically dating me from afar for two years. Like we did long distance from Baltimore to New York for two years before we eventually uh, lived in the same city. Oh, wow. That I didn't know. I tricked her into doing long distance with me. (laughs) That's very funny. I'm filled with shenanigans and one of them uh, worked out. Was long distance hard or was it easy? I feel like some people find it easier than others. I, I, I'll be honest. I really liked it because I was still like making my way in New York as a standup. Mm-hmm. And so being long distance meant that I wasn't obligated to like come home at a certain time to a person every single night. Like as long as I made a phone call at some point in the day, I was straight and I could stay mm-hmm. out till you know, two in the morning trying to get up on stage or hanging out or whatever it was to to help ground myself in the New York scene. So it was pretty good. I liked it. I don't know that we could go back to that in any mm-hmm. healthy kind of way now that, you know, we've broken that seal, but mm-hmm. I was into it. Have you ever dated long distance? Sure have not. Yeah. No, I haven't. But I do feel like it would be easy with my lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, to have somebody like in New York or something. Cause it's like, I'm in New York at least once or was in New York like once a month. Right. So it's like, but then also I'm like, eh, I don't want to be like far, far away from somebody, especially like if I turn out, like it turns out I love them mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I want you near me. But yeah, I would, I would do it. I don't think I'd, you know, shy away from it. Yeah. It's not, it's not as bad as people think it is, but I say that not having a regular job. Like, I think that if you had a regular nine to five, that shit probably sucks because so much of what you date for and you are in a relationship for is that time after you sort of like clock in and clock out. But our schedules are so irregular. I'm constantly traveling. I'm on the road and shit. So it's like, oh, long distance. That's fine. It's you're not going to see me in person. So, yeah, it it works out perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. 
won't be here anyway. <laughs> Have you been doing outside shows like around LA? I've done, I think, three since uh, March. So not mm-hmm. not really. I've I've done like three of them. I I don't hate them. They're better than I think they are every single time. Same. It's not comedy yet. It still ain't uh, fun. <laughs> you still have to be like addressing the pandemic in a way that like do, it takes some of the joy out of whatever this is. But no, nah, and I think I'm honestly, uh, if I had kept writing bits during all of this, I'd probably enjoy it even more. But I'm like <laughs> trying to remember things that I was working on before this started and trying to scramble to write new things before shows and yeah, it 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 isn't super gratifying, but they're not bad. Yeah, it's I think the hardest part is remembering my old stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I just recently listened to the last hour I did and I was like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot I told this joke." Uh-huh. Cuz like I didn't have it written down, so truly like some things were fully surprises and I was like, "I can't. What?" Yeah. It, it's it's a weird thing of both. At least for me it was a weird thing of like remembering old jokes and then dealing with whatever the emotional backlashes of like oh man the two two 250,000 people died and you still talking about uh you <laughs> lost your keys <laughs> nigga write something new come up with with a new thing you gotta address the world as it is not this mm-hmm. shit you know what I mean yeah I wonder when we can stop not when when it'll feel okay to stop addressing the pandemic because yeah. it is wild. Like, imagine taping a special, like, next year. Say we get a vaccine and things are okay. Like, imagine taping a special next year and not mentioning the pandemic. Sure. But then, like, three to four, five, six years from now, it's not evergreen. But, like, you can't not mention it. Right. How long after the Spanish flu did they stop being, like, 50 million people died? <laughs> anyway, what's up I mean, with cars? <laughs> Those are new. <laughs> do you see them uh, boxes with wheels that move you from uh, place to place? Them is weird. This Henry Ford, he is something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like... Uh, we forget about pandemics, but like, you know, I've heard about Vietnam so many times and I know Vietnam mm-hmm. was bad, but it's like we we remember interesting things. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, like 9-11, never forget. But like pandemics, who who cares? Yeah. I wonder how long it is going to take for people to still give a shit about this because it's such a it. And I do think there is what's going to be interesting is it's such a international problem Mm -hmm. you know what i mean in a way that maybe it it neutralizes the problem where we all just kind of stop talking about it because like ah everybody went through that you're not special like part of the reason we remember 9-11 is because it makes us special to to, like this was america's yeah issue but if it's the world's issue it's just kind of like eh, whatever (laughs) we all did it (laughs) None of us are special. Everyone's going through it. Get over it, bitches. That said, I'm so sorry that so many people have died. And I really wish that we could get this under control. (laughs) I think we will. Listen, I think we will. Mm -hmm. I think 2021 is going to come. It's going to get under control. My ankle will be healed and I'll be able to pole dance again. I'm so sad I can't pole dance. Yeah. Do you do it at home? Yeah, I got a pole at home. Holy shit. The studio I go to, it's called Luscious Maven. They have uh, like Zoomy classes that I was doing mm-hmm. and they like rent the studio space out. So it's nicer to pull. So my pole at home is an outdoor pole. So there's no roof on it. Yeah. So it's just truly harder to do shit because it like moves. Right. So it's nicer to do shit when it's like uh, attached to the wall. When it's a load bearing pole, not just a, a yes. free floating pole. Uh, just a pole. free floating pole <laughs> where you're like, will I die? <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'd be terrified. I I bought the I was mentioning the pull up thing that I bought, and there's not a moment that I don't get on those and and constantly feel like it's going to rip off of the <laughs> off of the the thing, and and I'm gonna fall t- not very far, but in my mind to my death. 
I mean, I didn't fall that far down the stairs. It was like the last three stairs and it fucked me the fuck up. So like oh. a fall from anywhere, I think, can kill you. I had fully in my mind, I had pictured that you did one of those cartoon like Ren and Stimpy rolls <laughs> from the top of the steps. And then you uh, woke up and your legs were on backwards like a Lego. You know what I mean? No, like they- <laughs> I was awake for that. I, was, I, I didn't wake up. I was awake and my foot was on backwards like a little Lego. No, truly the last three three, maybe two mm-hmm. stairs. It, like, it was the dumbest fall in the world. Have you ever seen uh, the documentary The Staircase? No. Is that a lady who got pushed down the staircase? It's a lady who probably got bludgeoned to death by her uh, husband. But oh. his argument in The Staircase is that she basically, she like, her body is found at the bottom of a staircase with like blood, a shit ton of blood coming out. And like his argument based off of all like the you know the the scientific evidence whatever is that she fell like four stairs and then Mm. bled out uh, Mm. at the bottom and everybody's like nah doc i don't Mm. think that's how that works and like his lawyers work real hard to be like see anybody could die from this level of fall and so maybe you're right maybe you i believe him because (laughs) these two stairs have fucked me up sure Keep in mind, she's not the the only lady who's died on some staircases in his life. But oh. hey, no, go feel free to believe the man who. Wait, uh, <laughs> how many women have died on staircases? Uh, two around him. <gasps> his ex wife and uh, his dead wife uh, both died uh, mysteriously on some staircases. I mean, if you got to murder, you got to pick two different ways to murder if you're murdering two people. Nah, my man's got a style. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> I can't imagine. Can you like, Langston, can you like imagine murdering somebody? No, I can't. I threaten my wife all the time. I tell her that uh, in various ways I'm going to murder her, but I don't mean it. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just fun and games. It's just a silly, I'm, you know, I, I say wild shit just to uh, see what kind of reaction I can get out of her. But no, I couldn't imagine murdering somebody. <laughs> I we're we've been uh debating as of late about whether or not we should get a gun and I've oh. always been very like anti it's not really a thing that I'm into but obviously with the world uh progressing in the way that it is it's starting to feel more and more like being anti is just silly that like cool you have principles but like I don't know everybody else got one so what what you going to do with your principles when they kick in your door you know what I mean You're not the only person who has said that. A lot of people are like, I don't like them, but if everybody has them, I might as well have one just in case one of those people who has one comes into my house. Mm -hmm. But my argument is I'm goofy and real cartoon-like, so if someone broke into my house with a gun... There's no way I'm getting a gun out in time to shoot them first. Sure. And that and similarly, that is my fear is like I'm going to like, whoa, (laughs) 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 with the gun in my hand and, you Uh know, end up shooting the dog or something like that. And now, you know, now there's a dead dog in my house and a man has already molested everyone. Oh, no. Yeah. Why would I hate for someone to come into my house with a gun and molest me? Like, that seems, like, so rude. Oh, it's impolite. I agree. It is not like, the... <laughs> I don't want that. That is so fucking rude. It is not the way you behave, sir. <laughs> um. So before you were in a relationship, you were doing stand-up and you were single. Mm-hmm. Did you ever run into chuckle fuckers? I asked every comic this because i'm so curious about it uh yes there were i would say i probably i had sex a a a handful of times because of stand-up i i uh made the mistake of uh falling in love before i was successful so Mm. i i don't know that i fully benefited from my fame (laughs) uh as (laughs) much as i would like but even at, you know, in a sort of growing stage of my career, I certainly, there were a fair amount of girls who were like, hey, you, you, you were a great feature. <laughs> Get inside of me. <laughs> which, which, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for, for seeing potential in my 25. You know what I mean? In my 20, my strong 25 minutes. Thank you for letting me do stuff to you from that. That's so funny. I, 
So people listening might not know what a feature is. So you have your opener, who's like the host who hosts the show. Your feature is in the middle. They do 25. And then you have your headliner, who's like the star. So yeah. these women were like, not the star, but like you were on stage too. <laughs> and I want it. <laughs> well, the nice thing about featuring, and I will say this, is if you are good enough at it, you can uh, sometimes get a girl to leave the room after your set after your set so they kind of miss part of the headliner which means y'all can just drink at the bar and like kick it and you can get to know them and vibe out that way and then you get to you know do your thing after that that's wild just (laughs) but you gotta kill smart you gotta kill Yes. And you have to make weird eye contact after you kill in a way that like kind of suggests like, hey, what's up? Meet me outside kind of thing. And then you can. Wow. Yeah, you can finagle that. That's game that like I do not have. I (laughs) will be on stage and be like, are you looking at me weird? Why? What do I do? Uh, Do you need something from me? Yeah. It never occurs to you to be like, hey, yeah. Yeah. No, you see, you don't you don't have to do. Hey, yeah, I don't want you to be a pervert. Uh-huh. You, you just have to you have to hit a good punchline, like nail a fucking punchline. And then you look over knowingly like, you know, hey, that one that one was for you. You know what I mean? Like, wow. you see what I'm doing up here. You see what 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 I'm capable of. That is game in a way i cannot fathom <laughs> oh it's, it's not that hard you just gotta no. just a knowing look just you could eat me is yeah uh, <laughs> no i could i could it would never occur to me to do that during a set and then i've tried to do it just like not performing and it doesn't work out mm-hmm. i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> well the the beauty of it uh in reference to the chuckle fuckers is they're they're enthralled with that energy it's they don't give a fuck about comedy but they do give a fuck about sort of like the the charisma and energy you're able to to maintain on a stage and so by activating it in that moment you that's when you're really going to benefit from from their like uh their intrigue if that makes sense yeah that does make sense that's so interesting also, it's funny that you like take them away so they don't see the headliner, the person who's more famous than you. Exactly. And you're like, you don't have to watch that. <laughs> Girl, you what are you talking about? You like, don't watch that. Fuck that. No. Who cares? He's not relatable. You know who's relatable? <laughs> Me. I'm relatable. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a place to stay this evening. What you got? <laughs> Honestly. What a hustle that would be to not book your like accommodations or not stay in the comics fucking condo. Comic condos are so gross. Yeah, I I've Ugh. done that a couple times where like I did not necessarily I had a few backup plans, but I didn't necessarily have like a firm place to stay and then ended up finding somewhere to stay, you know, for the night. The fucked up part is if you're featuring for a weekend, it's not that's not a uh-huh. a good plan because you're not gonna just kick it with that girl for the whole weekend you can't just stay there the whole time so it's kind of it's a it's a one shot so you get somewhere to stay for friday and then you're homeless on saturday saturday and sunday yeah exactly yeah i was with mateo i think we were in ohio and he was staying in the comics condo and it was disgusting Mm -hmm. it was just trash and he ended up staying there i think for the weekend and then i was with christy cello somewhere and it was like stains Laundry hadn't been done. Yeah. The TV was like from 1982. It was fucking broken. <laughs> and she was like, I don't think I can stay here. And I was like, all right, Christy, we'll figure it out. And then the club paid for her hotel room. But it was a wild. Is she like uh, super germaphobic? What happened to Christy that she can't stay in the comedy condo? It was, she sent me pictures and I was like, I wouldn't stay here either. I got you. It was just gross. It was like boys had just been in there. She was like, also, it was stinky. It was just like not okay. Uh, that was the same club that gave away all my tickets. So I had sold out shows, but it was truly me interrupting these people's dinner because uh, they were just like, come to the show. And they then, papered the crowd. Uh-huh. And then I didn't get my full money. And I was like, give me my money. And they said, no, well, we comped all your tickets. And I was like, well, I would have rather, you know, done a show for six people who were paying. And he was like, yeah. we can't keep a club open like that. And I was like, and I can't tour like that. Do you get it now? Do you? 
And then the, the fucking manager had never come, not one day over the weekend. So I was wow. on the phone with him and I was like, you rude ass motherfucker. I'll never fucking come back here to Virginia Beach, funny bone. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I'll never go back there. I fucking hate that club. Yeah, I anytime that a club is uh papering your audience, it's uh it doesn't do anything for our art form. I'm sure like no. they are able to make whatever quota they need to make, but like it really fucking sucks when people don't want to be there for you. It's miserable. I would have much rather them cancel my weekend and just have a local person go up. Hell yeah. You know, they're not, you know, flying on a plane, leaving their house uh spending money to be there so it's just like let them go up i didn't sell well let me know on wednesday that i didn't sell nothing and i agree we don't do it also my self-esteem uh works in a way where i can handle being told hey you didn't sell tickets i don't need to see that in person this doesn't have to be an exhibit just fucking report it to me ahead of time like hey bro turns out nobody in pennsylvania gives a fuck that you exist (laughs) and i go thank you I'll work harder on Pennsylvania social Uh media. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I fully agree with you. Tell me beforehand. That doesn't hurt my, it might sting, but Mm -hmm. then like I didn't waste time. Yeah. A hundred percent. I didn't have to get on some weird early flight. I didn't have Mm -hmm. to stay in a terrible hotel or condo that I didn't Mm -hmm. really want to stay in. I didn't have to, you know, try to trick a lady into keeping company with me (laughs) (laughs) so that I don't feel uh, alone in a way that I shouldn't feel. I should be able to make peace with myself. I don't have to make any of those questions, you know, feel whole in my head. I can just, just stay home. Yeah, exactly. When you were on the apps and when you were out and about dating, what are actually, what did your wife, what was something that she did that you were like, this is the woman I want to be with? Mm. Uh, I don't, I think uh, she has a phenomenal patience for my, my humor and for my uh, sensibilities that I think I, I appreciate very much. And she is, a lot smarter than I am and a sort of a, she's handier than I am. She fixes the stuff around the house in a way that I can't. And so I appreciate that. I, we played that. Um, we, we both pointed this out in our vows actually, but we played that, that, uh, the 36 questions you ask a stranger to fall in love with them game. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of that or have have played it at all with another person. I haven't played it, but I've done it. Yeah. Or no, I've heard about it. I've sure. heard about it. There we <laughs> I go. Haven't played, oh my god. But I have played it. I haven't it. heard about it, but like <laughs> I've I've never heard of it. I've heard about it. You know, I've done it. It's my I invented it. I wrote it. <laughs> the game is mine and it goes longer, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me publish it. <laughs> yeah, we so we did that game and I think that 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 really opened us up in a way that uh, I probably haven't opened up with another person in the past, even though, you know, in theory I have, you think you fell in love with people and you're like sharing all of you, but I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't until sort of like getting in this super vulnerable place very early in our relationship that we sort of were both like, Oh, okay. I can just let all this shit down and be a, my fullest self at all times. Um, and see what that does. Oh, so maybe I'll do that. Yeah. The next time I go on a date with someone, I'll do the, what is it? 36 questions that make you fall in love with somebody. Yeah. Something Wait, like that. Is I it just on the internet? Yeah. You, if you look it up, it'll pop up. I will say that, uh, we were both in a place in, and this is more in retrospect than it is like knowing, uh, then, but we were just both in a place where, we were very ready to be in a relationship and ready to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't, it didn't feel like uh, somebody, you know, asking you to do a thing that you're like, I don't know if this is even who I want to be at the moment. I'm kind of out here just trying stuff. It was like, nah, I, I would like to be in a relationship. You would like to be in a relationship. So at, at worst, we'll just find out we're not meant to be with each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of so, you know, how did you find out about the thirty-six questions? Uh, I think we probably we had been dating, or did we had gone on a, a a few like probably like we had been probably dating for a month at that point. Um, and I think just like googling and trying to come up with cool shit to do that 
you you can only go to dinner so many times and ask mm. how your day was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, boy, I got to figure out a way to keep engaging this lady uh, and, and make this spontaneous and fun. And so apparently the New York Times is where you turn. <laughs> I like that you were like. I need to give her more than just how was your day at dinner? I yeah. like that you found something else. Like that's, I don't know. Very cool to me. Yeah. Okay. So there's three sets of questions. I don't know how, like why I've heard of it, but never looked at it. The first one is given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Who? Yeah. I don't remember what my answer was. It was probably Andre 3000. <laughs> if I'm in retrospect, <laughs> He's 100% my favorite uh, human on the earth. Uh, you know, this tracks for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I, the amount of, of jealousy that rages through my body anytime mm-hmm. somebody posts a picture of him playing flute at the Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't get to see him. And honestly, if I saw him, I don't even know what I would do. I probably would just be too shy to even say anything. But he, goddamn, is he perfect. I wonder if there's a way you could figure out his flute schedule. I would love that. (laughs) I don't know who I have to talk to to get his flute schedule, but I want that more than anything. Maybe find out who his publicist is Mm -hmm. and be like, do you happen to know when he's going to play the flute again? (laughs) I love that he, I love that he's too much of sort of like a social recluse to Mm -hmm. work as an artist, to continue to make outgas music, but he does check in with his publicist (laughs) when he's going to the mall to play flute. (laughs) Hey, Susie, I'm going to be at the mall today. So if anyone asks, it's today. Susie's like, okay, okay, okay. All right. Let me call back everybody who's asked at Langston. Hello. So it's, today it's, it's today he says it's today <laughs> wait what was your answer for why did you want to marry your wife i don't remember <laughs> let's just say she's a nice lady a nice patient lady <laughs> that's good with her hands let's just say that okay all right so i gotta be a good nice lady who's good with my hands to get somebody to love me back uh-huh I think you're okay. doing great. You are a very nice lady. I don't know Thank how you, you are with your hands. Your ankles are terrible. I'll terrible. be honest, They're shit ankles. Good. But that's very not what bad. that's not what saved my wife. So maybe shitty ankles <laughs> are fine and you just got to, you know, fix a fix a carburetor and and All you're right. in. I'll fix a fucking carburetor. <laughs> Do you remember any bad dates you were on that were like you were like I don't think I want to continue dating people after this? Oh yeah, I dated a girl. Uh, I I did that knowing look thing one time in a in a bar show in Brooklyn, uh, and ended up going on a date with a girl who she was older than me. She was like probably like like seven years older than I was. So it was like, ah, oh, this kind of cool. I like an older lady. I'm into this. And we went out, and this was pre-Trump. This was like still, I think, like not even like closing out Barack's term type shit. Mm -hmm. But we got in an argument because she was fully trying to explain to me that women couldn't be president because of like your cycles disrupting your like mental capacity that Mm -hmm. like you were, it it would just throw you off too far emotionally to be able to handle it. And Mm -hmm. it was like, lady, look, I'm a misogynist. You don't have to convince me of anything, but this is too far. I'm not above. (laughs) I'm not above the patriarchy. I benefit from it every day, but Jesus Christ, you're a monster. And that, that in a way was like, oh, I, this isn't fun. This is like, people can be yucky in a way that I don't, you don't, you don't want to keep trying to guess and figure out. You're just sort of stuck with a, a bad person and then a check afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's wild for her to be like, women can't be president. We're too moody. Yeah. It's just so wild. Cause it's like every war has been started by a man. Every single everything one. bad has been started by not everything bad, but like a lot yeah. of stuff bad has been started by men. That's so wild. Besides the Trojan horse shit. And uh, honestly, I don't know. We still did the fighting. Wait, the Trojan horse shit? Yeah, Helen of Troy. I guess she was out here being a little thotty. And, uh, you know, she she uh, 
was falling in love with guys on both sides. Mm. And, and you could argue that ultimately maybe she was the catalyst for the the fighting that happened with, uh, you know, with the Greece, the people of Greece. But the Grecians, the Grecians. But uh, again, she did. She didn't do it. She was just. She was just out here trying to get hers. She was just a little horny. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. Let's see. Who would I start war on? <laughs> mm, I don't know. But if I became president, I'd be like, okay, all the men have to date me. I guess that's sure. what a president does. <laughs> I'm more of a dictator. Okay. I see what you're doing. <laughs> well, Langston, we've come to the end I've enjoyed speaking with you. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Also, I like your lumberjack jacket. Thank you so much. It's nice. My dad used to have one like that. And uh, it was nice to say, anywho, uh, <laughs> I usually <laughs> I usually ask my guests this, and I'm so proud of myself for not forgetting. Uh, if you were not married, would you date me? Of course. I I feel yes. like we would have a very silly time together yes. in a way that uh <laughs> that I don't know that we're supposed to be together. In fact, I'm pretty sure we would drive each other crazy, but we'd have a fun uh first date. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh do you have anything you want to support? No. Do you have <laughs> Do you have anything you want to promote? <laughs> well, support you got, we've got to stop breast cancer. We've got to get it mm-hmm. out of here, folks. I don't have any charities that I would recommend, but I'm a big fan of titties. Let's solve the problem today. Breast cancer. I'm in support. I'm in support of stopping breast cancer, not in support of spreading it. That's not my thing. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as promotion, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called My Mama Told Me. Uh, it comes out every Tuesday. It's very. It's mostly about black people and the conspiracy theories that we believe. And uh, it's very fun. And Nicole has an episode coming I up. I did do one, and it was very fun. I can't wait to hear it. And by yeah. hear it, I'll never listen to it. <laughs> I don't listen to. I don't listen to podcasts. I can't do it. That's fine. I listen to a lot of them, and it's not making me healthier. <laughs> <laughs> people love them, and I just can't. I've tried to listen to them while I clean, but then Mm -hmm. I'll like do something and then I'll get lost in the thought, just lost in the sauce. And then I go, what are they talking about? And then I have to rewind it. And then the same thing happens. And then I just start like keep rewinding. It's really, it's really annoying. Anywho, if you like this episode of what was your name? You can subscribe. You can like it on Apple podcasts or something. And like Spotify or something. And if you write me something hitting on me and it's nasty, I will read it. So this person DM'd me and said, this inspired a why won't you date me proposition. I want to take the heirloom tomatoes, slice them, lay them on top of your naked body. I'll drizzle you with the finest olive oil and I'll sprinkle some sea salt on you before sliding on top of you. We kiss Mm. deeply. Then I slide down and bite a perfect sliver of your salted and oiled homegrown tomatoes. I bring the piece back up to your lips. You take a bite. You let out a, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Did he write, oh, in the way that you said it? Or was it? was just a, oh. Oh. So I I did it the way I say it. Sure. Uh, That tomato (laughs) is so good, you grew it. I slide up and down your body, feeding each remaining slice of tomato, each piece ending with a delicious and deep kiss. This is like turning me on. When Mm -hmm. we're finished with the heirlooms, you're feeling wild, proud of your bounty, and uh, at a peak of of your bounty. (laughs) Whoa, this guy got weird right at the end. A little. It is also not the end. Uh, (laughs) It's long. When we're finished, the heirlooms, you're feeling, oh yeah, okay. And at the peak of pleasure, but we aren't done. Whoops, my fantasy was too long for a photo (laughs) room. Okay, so it continues here. We're not done yet. No, I pull on one of the I pull one of the cherry tomatoes from your pussy. How is it in me? Wait, I thought it was just tomato slices. I thought it was tomato slices too, but apparently he has shoved cherry tomatoes in me. Wow! So he pulls them out of my pussy. I want you to hold it in front of you. You want it, but I wag my finger. Not yet. Then I reach back (laughs) inside of you and pull out the. The perfect sphere of mozzarella, the same size as the cherry tomato. You gasp. (laughs) Of course, I'm gasping. This is a magic trick. I I make cheese now? Oh, shit. That means I'm sick. I pull it out of you and moan as I feed you a devil's caprese. 
Oh, but what's that? Now you're slapping the bed while I rub your clit and pull out another cherry tomato and another piece of mozzarella? That's my treat. I savor it before... Wow, this is long. Mm. Before kissing you again while I pinch your oiled and salted nipples and I flip you over and fuck you doggy style. You sneak out after I fall asleep. You go home and water your tomato plants at 2 a.m. I wake up alone with oily sheets. Wow. This guy didn't believe in himself in the end. No! That's wild that I was just like, well, after you pulled a bunch of vegetables out of me and dairy, I got to get home. You you pulled a a whole pizza out of my body and uh, I got to leave. I'll be honest. I can't be here for this. I got to go home. You're just not the one for me. And I don't know what I don't know what's missing, but it isn't here. (sighs) All right. That's it. Bye bye. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. mobilecom